Welcome to the Wrestler of Faith Audio Podcast. Once again, the Wrestler of Faith Audio Podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor Podcasting. Do you have a unique message that you want to share? Do you have a unique story that you would like the world to hear? Do you want to record a podcast and have it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify? Anchor FM works with almost every podcasting app to get your voice to the world. And the best part? It's free. Anchor FM. Welcome to the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast. My name is Michael Davis, and as promised last week, today on the Wrestler of Faith Audio Podcast, I am going to talk to you about a gentleman named Roscoe Broombaugh. Roscoe Broombaugh, a resident of Memphis, Tennessee, who had a very unique opportunity to be an advocate for social justice, to be an advocate against segregation and walked a very unique path that desegregated a very large coliseum and made life a lot different in Memphis, Tennessee. I want to talk to you for a moment about where that I'm focusing the next few weeks of my sermons at my worship center. I'm going to start looking at social, uh, I'm going to start looking at justice issues, and there is a negative connotation that goes around social justice, the phrasing social justice, but I do want to use the phrasing, I'm going to talk about justice issues for the next few weeks at my worship center. We're going to look at ways that our church as a collective body has already tackled some major justice issues, issues of racism, issues of gender inequality. We're going to talk about how that we look at economical injustice, and we're going to work through all of those things, and we're going to process through all those things because... I, as a pastor, am currently embattled in a justice issue. So today, I won't use Roscoe Broombaugh as an example this Sunday, although I really should because March 24th, which is Sunday, is a day in Memphis, Tennessee that celebrates the actions of Roscoe Broombaugh. So let's talk together on today's Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast about Roscoe Broombaugh, the man who beat Jim Crow. Roscoe Broombaugh was a wrestler in the Memphis, Tennessee area, and he wrestled in the the late 50s and throughout the 60s as a character named Sputnik Monroe. Now, he brought got his name put together, especially in the mid to late 50s, because of the space race, because of Sputnik, the the, uh, circling the youth, the the earth, excuse me, and um, he got his name as uh, as an image of some, the, the world space race, and Sputnik Monroe was 
was a, a widely known wrestler in the Memphis area in the 50s and 60s, into the 70s, almost 80s. Uh, Sputnik Monroe was a major character within the territory of Memphis, Tennessee. Now, I wanted to share about a very specific moment in time in the career of Sputnik Monroe because it's this very unique period that worked towards and participated in the desegregation of the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee. Sputnik Monroe, very well-known wrestler. uh, The Mid-South Coliseum at the time period, uh, segregation laws. There was the whites-only section. There were the African-American-only sections. uh, For the context, it was the blacks-only section. And the upper tiers, uh, very uncomfortable seating. Uh, The lower levels for the for the white guests of the wrestling programs and other events at the Mid-South Coliseum. And I don't know if Roscoe Broombaugh, also known and will be shared forth in this conversation as Sputnik Monroe, I'm not sure if he was stirring the pot or if he was a justice warrior, but his actions changed the policies of the Mid-South Coliseum. One of the things that Sputnik Monroe would do is Sputnik Monroe would spend a great deal of his free time in the black sections of Memphis, Tennessee. He would go and eat at black-only restaurants. He would go and spend time in the the black sections of Memphis, Tennessee. And listen, the the political correctness uh, police, I I know I should be saying African-Americans, but I'm, I'm intentionally using these words, and I'm intentionally using the bite of these words to paint the picture of what Roscoe Broombaugh existed in. He went to the black-only sections of town. He went to the black-only restaurants and became a hero to those sections of town. He he kind of started this, this realm of outreach that went out and started to show uh, individuals that they were important to him. And because he went out and showed these cultures of people that they were important to him, he became important to these cultures of people. So here's what happens. Because that he's going out, he's spending time, he's crossing the cultural boundaries uh, and doing these inclusionary actions, all of these dear souls want to come and support him at the Mid-South Coliseum. But what happens? black-only sections of Mid-South Coliseum has substantially less seating than the whites-only section, and what happens is numerous people are being turned away, and the wrestling promoters, the promoters, the ownership of the Mid-South Coliseum starts to look at their facility, and they see, <laughs> excuse me, we're live, pal, they begin to see that the white-only section is not sold out. There's empty seats, but the black only section has no room. It's, it's standing room only, SRO, in the black only section. And they begin to see the number of people that are being turned away. 
they're beginning to see how much money they're losing. Roscoe Broomboss, Buttman Monroe keeps doing what he's doing. He goes out and he eats in black only restaurants. He hangs out and in, in ethnically uh, uh, culture uh, sections of Memphis. And he, he goes everything. He gets threats within the professional wrestling world. He gets fined by the uh, uh, public officials uh, within Memphis. He, he, he is sustaining a lot of backlash for his actions, but he does not stop going out to interact <coughs> excuse me, with these cultures of people. What happens? Because he doesn't stop going. Because the word starts get, to get out that he's being fined. That he's getting this backlash in his own career. But he's still going out to show this these cultures of people that they're important to him. They keep coming back to the Mid-South Coliseum. Even though large sections of the people are being turned away. Roscoe Broombaugh, the Sputnik Monroe, he goes, he talks to the promoters. He says, look at all of this money that you're losing. The white-only sections are, are not selling out. The the black-only sections is standing room only almost every event. If you break, if you stop the segregation rules and start bringing in these fans, you're going to sell out the whole Coliseum. And that's what happened. The promoters began to see how much money they were losing. The promoters began to see the detriment to their business by turning away all of these fans and through one person, one person going out and interacting with a community of people, one person going out and being an active presence in a culture that's being excluded, a rule was changed in the Mid-South Coliseum and made it open and accepting for all people. Sputnik Monroe did that. March 24th is Sputnik Monroe Day in Memphis, Tennessee. I, uh, If you want to learn more about it, if you want to learn more about the validity of the conversation that, that I'm having right now, NPR a few years ago actually did a really good piece on Roscoe Broombaugh, Sputnik Monroe. And if you Google Sputnik Monroe NPR, you should be able to see and listen to the piece that NPR did on Sputnik Monroe, the man who desegregated the Mid-South Coliseum. But that desegregation wasn't only beneficial for professional wrestling. I mean, that desegregation brought more fans to see Elvis Presley. That desegregation brought in more fans to hear the Beatles. It was the work of of Roscoe Broombaugh, the, the Sputnik Monroe, who made it possible for this place in Memphis, Tennessee to be a place that any culture and any person could go and experience a time of entertainment and joy. So I'm not calling I'm not calling Sputnik Monroe a just a, a social justice warrior because you know, there's other things that I've read about Roscoe Broombaugh that he reads as a person who who would who likes to stir the pot. But these actions of wanting to stir the pot 
were actions that opened doors of equality for many other people. And the funny thing of it all, it boiled down to money that made it possible. Now, I'm dealing with this situation right now in my denomination. Our greater denomination has decided who should and should not be welcome to experience the full benefits of faith. Our, my denomination has decided who should and shouldn't be allowed to sit and feel comfor- comfortable and feel fully accepted through all the benefits of membership in our denomination. And that division is going to hurt us. And I'll share with you, like in almost everything, the United Methodist Church, you all know that I'm a United Methodist. I was going to try to not say my denomination's name, but we're live, pal. Um, The reality of it all, it's going to come down to money and survival that brings change to this situation. You know, I'm starting to look at the backlash from the actions of General Conference, and there's a lot of Sputnik Monroes out there. I am very proud to say that the worship center that I serve in is full of some Sputnik Monroes, people that are willing to go out and be open, to have open conversations, to have inclusive conversations with dear friends who feel excluded because of a decision by the national denomination. I'm really blessed to say that justice is still the primary focus of my church. It may not be the primary focus of the church, but it is definitely the primary focus of my church. And we exist in an annual conference. We exist in a jurisdiction whose primary focus is to remain inclusive and reaching out to anyone that wants to hear the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. Now, I'll share with you. I'll share with you. And I, and to do this, I'll go back to the story of Sputnik Monroe. Let, let's say, let's say that Roscoe Brumbaugh, Sputnik Monroe, was not a social justice warrior. Let's say that. At the very least, he was a person who understood his business and he went out to do what his business needed to do. And he went out to bring in more people to support his business. Okay, so if Roscoe Broombaugh, uh, Sputnik Monroe, was not a social justice warrior, was not a justice advocate, he was at the very least a person who understood how to care for and support the business that he was a part of. I feel personally that the decision made by the international church is contrary to the business of our faith. The mission statement of our denomination is to transform lives in the name of Jesus Christ. The mission statement of our denomination. The last statement, the mission statement given to us by Jesus Christ in Matthew 28 is to go ye therefore into all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. The, the Bible verse that the whole world knows 
that even people who don't go to church know John 3.16 because they watch football games. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Our business is to go to all nations, all cultures, all people, and to share the message of God's love to the whosoevers that exist in the world. At the very least, if we focused on what our business is as people of faith, whether that we feel that something is sin or not, if we are going through our business as people of faith, we should be making it possible that anyone feels welcome and accepted in our congregation so that they can hear the life-changing story of Jesus Christ's love. If we are at the very least going out and doing our business, at the very absolute least, because I don't know Roscoe Broombaugh. I never met him personally. I don't know what his true agenda was. But what I do know is that because he went out and lived to what his business was, it opened doors of opportunity for so many others to come in and experience the joy of his business. That's where I'm a little bit lost right now. I feel that my that international denomination has lost focus on its business. And because of that, it makes it hard for me to do my business as a person of faith. There's people who are listening to me a lot less because of the brand name that I exist in. There's people who are listening to me a lot less because of the louder voice of the brand name that I exist in. And I'm not a brand name. If I exist within a brand name, I exist as a Christian. And being a Christian means that I go out and I mirror the life of Jesus Christ. And if I go out and I mirror the life of Jesus Christ, my business is to go to the whosoever's to go to the least of these, to go to the ones who are shut out and silenced and shunned and remind them that they are loved by God. If I exist as a Sputnik Monroe of faith, I'm the one that's still going through cultural boundaries so that individuals know that they are loved by God. Happy March 24th. Happy Sputnik Monroe Day. And as we celebrate the actions of one person who at the very least did his business properly, at the very most opened the doors for so many others to come in and experience and joy and peace from what he participated in. It's my prayer for us all that we do that as well. And may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. That was the Wrestler of Faith podcast for this week. My name is Michael Davis.